But Jason, first of all, thank you for joining us here in the Mile High City. This was um, it was a longer read that had a bunch of hard copy uh, evidence, and it seems that Russell Wilson, uh, the charitable works that he uh, has portrayed, um, are misrepresented. Is is that a fair uh, statement? Uh, well, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me and, and allowing me to uh, provide the full context of this project because I know the Russell Wilson story is out there and, and it's free on Yahoo while the rest of the project is behind the USA Today paywall for some reason. Um, but it is a much larger issue than just Russell Wilson and, and his nonprofit, and it's important that we discuss it in the proper context, not just Russ. Um, that said, you know, there is a reason why in part two of this part of this five part series, we drilled down on Russell Wilson and the Why Not Youth Foundation. And that's because he is a recent Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner whose independent 501c3 has sort of gone off the rails to the point where nonprofit uh, experts, legal and, and accounting experts, are saying that, you know, the IRS may step in and, and, and levy substantial fines for excess benefit transactions and, and the possibility of private enormous. Now that's not, that's, that's not something for us to decide, right? Like that's, that's a legal issue, but you know, the, the, the experts in the field who I've spoken to are saying that, you know, this is problematic for Russell Wilson and his nonprofit. So that, that's why we drilled down on that one in particular. But this is a far bigger issue than just him. Now, now you're saying the experts are saying that, you know, there's there, it looks like it, it could be a, a issue here. Well, what, what's the consequences? What, what could be the, the penalties here for the people that run this, possibly for Russell Wilson? Um, what's the what's the penalties here? I mean, I believe they're all financial in nature, but that's, I, I mean, getting beyond my scope of, of knowledge and, you know, the, the project as a whole. Jason Wolf is a writer for the USA Today, and he is the one that uh, released this piece yesterday morning uh, in the USA Today talking about Russell Wilson's Why Not You Foundation raises millions, less than half goes to charity. There was a year where only 24 cents of every dollar uh, that was raised uh, actually went to charity. Uh, the, the governance structure was called a virtual free-for-all. Um, and one of the things that bothered me in this piece, uh, among about 10 different things, is the, the man named Ryan Tarpley, who is a full-time employee for the Why Not You Foundation, yet it seems like, and it not only just seems like, he's telling you on his LinkedIn page, he's launching these other private businesses for the Wilsons, uh, a brick-and-mortar store here in Denver, the House of LRC, a financial company, uh, an insurance company. Um, that's a that's a, a direct conflict of, of interest, is it not, Jason? Yeah, that's a big problem. It, it, it's a huge red flag, all of these nonprofit experts said, uh, particularly because of how much he's getting paid. And, and I understand people like pointing to the Red Cross and the Wounded Warrior Project and and those types of well-known national nonprofits where they pay their executives, you know, well into the six figures, these are not comparable organizations, right? Like the Red Cross, uh, Wounded Warrior, we're talking about hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars of, 
uh, annual revenue and expenses, the Why Not You Foundation is a $1.2 million you know, a- annual enterprise. And so you've got more than or, or something about half of the money that the nonprofit raises going directly to, to salaries and benefits for a handful of employees and, and about half of that actually going to charity. Um, that, that, that ends up being problematic. And then, uh, as you mentioned, Brian Tarpley, who's being paid, uh, who, who was being paid over $200,000 a year to serve as the nonprofit's chief strategy officer, which is an odd position, in, in addition to a full-time executive director who was being paid six figures. And, and then the second executive, Tarpley, was also working for the Wilson family office and claims that they're both full-time positions. And um, as an attorney, a, a nonprofit expert I spoke to said, you know, if, if he is working full-time for the Why Not Youth Foundation and being paid tens of thousands of dollars above the 90th percentile, for nonprofit uh, leaders, CEOs at like-sized nonprofits in the Seattle area, and he is also working for the Wilson family office, uh, doing things that personally benefit Russell and, and, and Sierra Wilson. You know that it, all of those things would have had to have happened from hour forty-one on in his work week, right? And so, if that wasn't the case, then then this attorney is arguing then. The foundation was paying for Tarpley to do work for Russell and Sierra, right? Which is not legal. Uh, Jason Wolf, the author of the Russell Wilson piece, uh, joining us here. <clears throat> Excuse me, Jason. The, the one thing that I have one of the biggest issues with is you see the big check, two point six million bucks, um, and uh, for Russell Wilson celebrity golf tournament, and only. 78,000 actually gets donated to the children's hospital and there was expenses of like $860,000. Um, I'm just trying to wrap my mind around like $860,000 worth of expenses for a golf tournament. That, that makes no sense to me. Like where did this money go? And to me, that's one of the bigger uh, red flags that I have in all of this. So, so, this is in more of an ethical issue when it comes to what experts said was marketing fluff as uh, uh, opposed to uh, a legal issue, right? Like you can say anything you want when you're standing behind a big novelty check, right? You know, in, in the middle of the stadium, that's neither here nor there. What you put on your federal tax forms is signed under penalty of perjury. You know, so, so you are representing there what your nonprofit is actually legally responsible for. Um, to be clear, you know, that $2.6 million check, Seattle Children's receives $2.6 million. It's just that 78000 of that came from the Why Not You Foundation, and the rest of it came from Safeway and Albertson's customers checking out in grocery store lines. Oh, oh, so that money gets donated, but it was only seventy eight grand from the Why Not You Foundation. Correct. So the Why Not Youth Foundation claims that along with its partnership with Safeway Albertson, uh, that they have together raised more than $10 million for pediatric cancer research at Seattle Children's Hospital. And, and taking it at face value, that is true. Sort of. Once you actually start digging into the numbers, you realize that of that $10 million, about $800,000 over the years was donated by the Why Not You Foundation, and nearly the full $10 million came from 
Safeway Albertsons, which they substantiated to me through documentation. Um, and, and so the money goes to Seattle Children's. It's just whether it was raised by the Why Not Youth Foundation, right? And so what the Why Not Youth Foundation is doing is claiming credit for raising these third-party funds and using that as justification for the six-figure salaries that they're paying. Mm. So they're acting as though they're a larger nonprofit than they actually are, according to their tax records. And that's problematic because payment is based off of what your 990 says. It's not based off of hypothetical third-party fundraising. And in fact, Safeway Albertson says that uh, their Strong Against Cancer campaign, the $10 million that they raised, that was happening five years before they partnered with Russell Wilson's foundation. Mm. So it's kind of silly for him to take credit for raising this full $10 million and and crediting a golf tournament that has never generated positive income. And and while it has generated contributions, right, donations, um, uh, about 800,000 has actually gone to Seattle Children's. Uh, They have donated money to other nonprofits, but essentially his nonprofit works as a fundraising vehicle for other nonprofits that actually have programmatic activities, right? So, uh, if Russell were to simply partner with Seattle Children's Hospital and raise money directly for them, as opposed to creating these third-party partnerships and having his own nonprofit, uh, then all of the money that he raised would go directly to Seattle Children's Hospital. Right. And that's precisely what Eli Manning has done, another Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner. Uh, he has partnered with Hackensack, uh, hospital in New Jersey and, and has raised $22 million directly for them. So there are much easier, more efficient ways for guys to realize their, their philanthropic goals and creating their own nonprofits, which are largely run by marketing people and are an exercise in branding. I mean, that's what I have found at least. So, so, and, and we'll let you go here in a minute. And we're talking with Jason Wolf, the art, uh, the uh, author of this piece about Russell Wilson and the Why Not You Foundation, and how less than half goes to charity. Uh, the piece on USA Today yesterday. So, so, explain it to me like I'm five years old. Why would Russell do all of this? Who benefits the most by all this sort of masking and misrepresenting? Well, I, I, I mean. <laughs> It's difficult for me to comment about a guy's motivation. However, I spoke to about a dozen Walter Payton NFL Men of the Year Award winners and nominees, and, you know, more than one told me that they've hired publicists, they've hired marketing reps specifically because they wanted to win the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And if you look back at the last quarter century of winners since the award was named in honor of Peyton in 1999, while the NFL points out that, hey, guys don't have to start a nonprofit to be considered for this award, 23 out of the last 26 winners have. So it, it, guys believe that, that this is the path that they need to take in order to get this recognition. And, and more often than not, uh, again, they're run by marketing professionals and, and not nonprofit professionals. Last one here, Jason. And we're talking with Jason Wolf, uh, author of the Russell Wilson piece. Now, you did you dive into all of the Walter Payton Man of the Year awards and, and look at all their foundations? And Russell, by far, was the worst one. Uh, how did it stack up to uh, everyone else's that you looked at? I looked in particular at the last 10. I mean, really deep at the last 10. Um, 
there are lots of guys who have had problems with their nonprofits. Lots of Walter Payton men, uh, Man of the Year Award winners who have had issues really quick. Uh, and, and they've all spoken with me, by the way. Um, Russell did not. I, I spoke many times with his marketing guy and, and many times with his attorney, but, but he declined multiple interview requests over several months. Hmm. Peanut Tillman. All right, let me go down this really quick for you because this is eye-opening. Peanut Tillman, um, his nonprofit was run by a for-profit management company that claims two Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winners and more than 30 nominees and charges uh, a ton of money and, and then spends lavishly on overhead and, and ends up giving very little to charity. Um, Peanut Tillman left the company uh, after he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in 2014, and they took a cut of his winnings. Um, that wow. year in 2014, his nonprofit spent 26 cents of every dollar wow. on charity. Calais Campbell, who I spoke to, won the Peyton Man of the Year Award before Russell Wilson. His golf tournament in Phoenix lost money in three or four years and $26,000 overall. Anquan Bolden, first five years of his nonprofit, 25.5 cents of every dollar to charity. Uh, his nonprofit lost 75 grand fundraising from 07 to 09. Andrew Whitworth, the reigning Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner, he's also spending more in salary than he's uh, dispersing in, in grants, but on a far smaller level. We're talking uh, 33000 in salary, 20000 in charity over the last three years. 35 cents of every dollar uh, goes to charity. But the, the difference between Russell Wilson and these guys that I'm mentioning is these guys who I just mentioned all realized that things weren't going right and took steps to change what was happening within their organizations. Whereas Russell Wilson and the Why Not Youth Foundation appear to be leaning even harder into paying executives more money and spending far less. Since he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, uh, his nonprofit spent something like 20 cents of every dollar on charity, when historically it's been 40 cents. So just since he won the Payton Man of the Year Award, you're, you're seeing his efficiency, which was already bad at 40%, almost cut in half wow. and it's based off of these huge salaries that he's paying to people that he has outside business relationships with. Wow. There is a lot there, and Jason Wolf is writing about it for the USA Today. It's a five-part series that um, it sheds light on Russ because it's uh, an egregious example, but this is a larger, more systemic issue. Stoke, you want- yeah, just one more real quick. Jason, now, do we know for sure that the uh, man running his, um, the Ryan Tarpley, that uh, was doing some side work for Russell but also running the, the charity, do we know for sure that Russell and Sierra didn't pay him at all to do the extra work? Oh, he was paid separately. That's in the story. We don't know how much okay. he was paid. We don't know and how much. Attend, the vast majority of his work was done for the foundation. And, you know, the, the issue is when you look at the guy's LinkedIn page, he's got five or six different for-profit businesses, two of which he helped launch. Um, there's a lot of stuff that he claims that he did as the chief strategy officer for the Wilson family office on behalf of Russell and Sierra personally. And so, uh, again, all of that would have had to have taken place from hour 41 on if he's getting paid that, you know, to work 40 hours a week for the nonprofit. And, and there are experts who are just like, I, you know, they, they don't buy it. You know, they, it's just it's too much work. Wow. All right. Um, Jason, we really appreciate your time. Uh, go. Yeah. Re- you know, one, 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 one more thing, just, just to be clear, the league and the union are really failing these guys. Right. Because they they have these uh, awards, their most prestigious individual awards, right? 
and they encourage these guys to give back through through community service and, and through philanthropy. But their educational initiatives, while they do take steps to educate guys, it's clearly not enough. And if the league and the union uh, can educate these guys a little bit better on the front end, these players are going to avoid these situations by and large because I feel like they have their hearts in the right place and they just don't know what they don't know. And they turn to, to people who they hire to have their best interests, right? Like agents and marketing reps, and, and they might not know about the nonprofit space. And so it really boils down to an education issue. Wow. Go read Jason's stuff at Jason Wolf uh, on Twitter. Just like it, uh, it sounds, there is a lot to it. We really appreciate your time. Really well done. Uh, old school investigative journalism. And we appreciate your time here in Denver. Thanks, Jason. Thank you so much for having me, guys.